to Totally Lit, a monthly podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host Kai, thank you for listening. My guest this episode is the super amazing Michelle Worthington, international award-winning children's author. Michelle is an award-winning author, screenwriter and businesswoman, shortlisted twice for the Children's Book Council of Australia's Picture Book of the Year, two-time winner of the International Book Award and finalist in the USA Best Book Awards. Michelle also received a Gellert Burgess Award and a Silver Moonbeam Award for her contribution to celebrating diversity in literature. Michelle was the recipient of the 2018 Oz Gold Award for Business Excellence and the winner of the 2018 Redlands Bar Award for Best Startup Business. <laughs> Michelle is also a real-life book fairy. Her magic powers include turning coffee into award-winning books. Through her new sites, Anthology Angels and Authors Online, she waves her wand to coach aspiring authors and illustrators all over the world achieve their dreams of publication. Whether she's a fairy, a mermaid, a pirate or an elf, Michelle celebrates empowering readers and storytellers to dream big. Michelle Worthington, welcome back to Totally Lit. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Oh, Good to be back. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. I've been on a bit of a hiatus, but I'm, I'm charging forward again. Um, I was very excited to have you back on board. Um, I'd love to talk to you about um, the past 12 months um, mm. and, and how has your business been going through COVID? Oh, my goodness. It's been such a roller coaster. I'm sure everybody has been on the same emotional roller coaster after the, over the last 12 months. But for me, it was super confronting because all of the momentum that I'd been building up over the last couple of years since I stopped working at the bank and was becoming a full-time author crashed to the ground and all of my school visits got cancelled, all of my speaking engagements got cancelled. I was meant to go to Ireland for the first time and that got cancelled. I know. And I was going to go and try and get through the stones in Scotland at the same time. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't told Jason, but I was like, I might just have a little side visit to see if Jamie's around anywhere. (laughs) Um, So that didn't happen. That's an Outlander reference for anyone who might have missed that. Yeah, that's the reference. (laughs) And I was meant to go to Singapore and Jason and Tom were going to come with me. Um, So all of these amazing things that I'd worked so hard for and I was so looking forward to just got cancelled and I took a really big confidence hit I was really like well that what what can I do and why should I keep going I've tried so hard and now I'm just feel like I was just going down the snake in a stupid snakes and ladders game and um, really had to stop for it would have been a good three months where I just did nothing I just couldn't I had Tommy at home um, homeschooling him, found out during that time that he's actually got dysgraphia, which is a form of dyslexia. So trying to homeschool him, I was in tears mm. every night after he went to bed. Um, so there was nothing left in me to be creative yeah. at all. And I started slowly coming out of the fog when he went back to school and I started to have days 
where I was just sitting there staring at my computer and I really had to snap out of it and go, unless you want to go back and work at the bank, you need to do something right now. So it was actually, it was almost like a baptism of by fire, like you walk through the fire to get to the other side and all of the crap that really didn't mean anything and that was um, weighing me down that I was doing and it wasn't taking me forward, just all fell away. And I could only physically do in the beginning when I was starting again the stuff that was going to take me forward. So actually it was a huge blessing in disguise and it totally – it. It didn't change my direction, but it but it made me see the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. So I started to see, all right, I'm very limited in my thinking. Um, there's a huge opportunity here for me. I'm just not looking at it the right way. So looking at things like diversifying the type of genres that I write in, diversifying how I, you know, get my message out there on social media and diversifying how I reach the people that I can help the most with the ridiculous amount of knowledge that I've got stuck in my head from the last 20 years. You did give me a chill when you mentioned going back to the bank. Michelle mm. Worthington cannot go back to the bank. Exactly. <laughs> and coming the world from... would implode. <laughs> you would see on the news that bank teller stabs customer in eye with pen. That's how you would know I was back at the bank. <laughs> and I'm because I'm still working in a full time job and trying to get become that emerging author. It's the thought of having to go back before I've even left is terrifying. Oh, it is. It is. And, and you know what? But that 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 was the real god honest truth that I was assessing everything like because. I think because I'd worked so hard and felt like that the floor had just been taken away from mm. underneath me and I was like, what's the point of working mm. this hard? But And and when I kind of, um, I guess, put my big girl panties on and, and reassessed, what had been taken away from me wasn't really as big as how I had built it up in my mind. But I think it was just such an emotional shock for so many people um, and I could see so many other people hurting as well, especially in the creative industries, that it, it felt bigger than what it actually was. So when I actually stopped and, and put my practical brain on, I realised that there was just an opportunity here for me to move forward without um, all of the stuff that I was doing that was actually holding me back as well. I would like to put a disclaimer out there that uh, no bank customers were actually injured in the recording of this podcast. Correct. <laughs> I am still a full-time author. <laughs> I am charging ahead now. I've got over my little sook and, yes, 100%, uh, I'm actually really excited about the future. Mm. Now, we've been seeing creatives really changing um, the way they're working um, and doing a lot of more online uh, kind of approaches. Um, Did you want to tell me a little bit about some of the um, creative work you've been doing with Adam Wallace? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it it started with a bit of a self-care thing for both me and Adam. Um, And originally it was just, just us chatting via Skype while he was in lockdown in Melbourne and just checking in with each other. Uh, we've both got the same sense of humour and, 
you know, we'd met a couple of times at Kidlet Vic and I can't remember if it was Adam or me who said, you know what, we really should be recording these conversations because <laughs> we thought we were hilarious. Like We were going, oh, my God, we're so funny. <laughs> I wonder if other people think we're funny. So that's, that's kind of how it started. And um, in the beginning, it was just us filming ourselves having ridiculous conversations and me asking Adam questions and him making up answers and it really did get us through a good six months worth of him in lockdown um, and me with really not a lot to do so it was great and from that it kind of grew into this weekly web series called What's the Story where we're kind of we're not being too serious but we're, we're not being as crazy as what we were and um we take a new subject every week mm. and we chat about it, um, everything from school visits to whether you should self-publish, um, social media, and, and basically just give our shared perspective on it for aspiring authors because I think um, you can get a little bit caught up in, um, you know, Adam and I have had, different levels of success. I mean, he's amazing New York Times best-selling author, but he's still Adam. And um, it's nice to be able to get a perspective from someone who's had that success but who's still doing it, so they're mm-hmm. still actively um, publishing. So I think it's a really fun way for people who are looking at getting into the industry or who are in the industry and want to see some real, honest, authentic um, answers to their questions and so that's a youtube channel um mm. can people just google what's the story to find that yeah absolutely so it's um at the moment it's under my channel so it's michelle worthington author okay. on on youtube and or they can look up what's the story with adam and michelle and that will come up as well awesome um and so that is aimed at writers really yeah so I should start watching that to get some tips. <laughs> we do waffle. I've I just just, just revealed that I haven't had time to watch it yet. <laughs> no, that's fine. And it, it, I think because as well, it's that part of it's something that's quite new. Up until then, we were really focusing on doing some really fun stuff uh, for kids. And I've also got the um, Ask a Creative um, section of the channel there as well. So that's uh, interviewing authors illustrators i've interviewed fairies clowns magicians basically all different sorts of creative people uh, just to get a perspective of why they do what they do and and that and the adam and me thing was kind of more aimed at kids uh, but we also wanted to cater to the people who are watching uh, who are our peers or aspiring authors and and um, be able to give them something of value as well awesome and you have recently had some success with some awards do you want to share what you've you've won recently yeah absolutely so um i started transitioning into script writing oh gosh it would have been 2019 actually so it was actually after i got some feedback from um my agent saying that one of my middle grade manuscripts actually read more like a script than mm. it did actually a, um, a a middle grade novel. So I went to Google University uh, last year <laughs> and um, really 
I guess, taught myself what a script was and what it looked like. Um, I contacted Screen Queensland. I spoke to anybody who would speak to me who is a current script writer and really just taught myself the craft and started submitting on their a recommendation to film festivals right. and totally expected to, to not get anything except maybe, you know, hopefully a, a feedback here and there that goes saying, you know, this is really crap, but if you do this, you can make it better. And all of a sudden I was getting selected in these international film festivals and becoming finalists and top three scripts. And I was like, eh, now either everybody's crap <laughs> Or maybe I'm not so crap. <laughs> and, uh, and apparently I'm not so crap at writing scripts. So it's been a really great transition, especially, I guess, with Tommy um, being diagnosed with the dysgraphia. It, it really made me reassess how we tell stories to kids. And with the way things are, you know, absolutely picture books and books will never go away. But is there a, another way that we can tell those same sort of stories to modern kids and have them engage either with the visual first and then the book or the book and then the visual? But I think there is a lot of room there for established and aspiring authors to really think about how we engage in story with the next generation. And do you know what will happen next now you've had those awards? Does it look like any of those will be made into something? I have um, had a little bit of interest from uh, Nickelodeon, but again, it's the same with the publishing industry. You just kind of wait and wait and wait, and then if you don't hear anything, it's a no. Um, but I am actively um, speaking with uh, animation companies and producers and also script editors for one of them, um, which is going to be an animated kids TV series. So I've kind of just focused on that one because that's the one that seems to be getting the most interest with the international awards and using that again. I mean, everything's, everything's just a gamble. Everything's like I have a crack and see mm. what happens. So, so this is the one that I'm going to put out there first and see how I go. I do have a live-action feature film that I've written that I'm totally in love with. Um, I spoke to a script editor in New Zealand yesterday and she's showed me a couple of places where it does need a bit of work. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah, that's right. It probably needs that because, it, again, just like a poem is in a picture book and just like a picture book is in a middle grade and, and a script is in a novel. So it's it's all about finding that new um, way to express yourself in the different constraints of the different genres. So I'm still learning, but mm. it's, it's super fun. And so when you heard from Nickelodeon, was that an email or a phone call? Uh, it was an email um, and I had... Uh, a Zoom session. Um, and what to was that like, that, that first email? Like many emails that I have received in the past that have been good news, I thought it was a scam. <laughs> so many times I've received these emails and I went, that can't be right. They've sent that to the wrong person. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was interesting um, to actually, you know, check and make sure that it wasn't someone just pranking me. But no, it was good. It was so good. You didn't but lose again, your mind. 
I would probably lose my mind. <laughs> I, I, you know what? It, it's funny because it still doesn't. It still doesn't feel real when good stuff happens to me. I don't know if anyone else. Maybe it's just me. Um, when good stuff happens, I still wait for the bad to happen mm. after. So, <laughs> so I don't get too excited. And I think until it's actually done, like we, even with the books, if I have a contract. Um, until I see the the finished book, I don't get super excited about it because too many times in the past I have been disappointed and, and things have gone wrong. So it's it's kind of like now I'm um, quietly um, confident and, you know, reasonably hopeful, but until it actually happens, that's when I that's when I do the jumping up and down and, and the, the celebrating then. So how did you feel recently when you were featured on The Young Rock? Ah, that was so much fun. Again, this is something that give it a go in 2020 and if it doesn't work, then you can blame 2020. Um, I needed uh, to get some income streams in and a friend of mine is an um, agent and there was so much work going uh, in the second half of last year and, I mean, we we – we're in contact and she said oh you know what you've done um acting and I went I did grade 10 gra- drama I wouldn't exactly call it acting um and we'd we'd done we used to do dancing together so we did singing dancing and acting from when we were like eight until we were like 15 and 16 and the world crushed our hopes um and we stopped uh but it was really fun. So I've done um, Young Rock and I was fuzzy in the background pretending to eat fish and chips for, uh, it, was, it was just under just under seven hours and I think I was on the screen for like less than 30 seconds. I don't know, but it's so funny to see how it works. And then I've done another movie coming up this year called Seriously Red, which is the Rose Byrne movie where I had to be a Kenny Rogers fan. And so, was that much of a stretch for you? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually a movie about Dolly Parton. And when I found out, I was like, oh my God, I love Dolly Parton, like totally obsessed. So, you know, I was probably one of the only people there who actually knew the songs that were playing. Um, (laughs) That is awesome. Um, But yeah, so you can see me. um, And again, I don't know how featured I'm going to be and it will literally be for 30 seconds but it was a day shoot and yeah just had a ball and I think that's the thing with all of these I I just go there and I just have so much fun I really don't care if if I get cut or not and then um, I did the Elvis movie as well like so many other people like if you talk to anybody they're like oh yeah I was an extra in the Elvis movie like anyone who's put their name down anywhere to be an extra I did I did a couple of weeks um, on the Elvis movie. I did night shoots, which were amazing. There were over 300 extras um, in some of the night shoots. It's epic. Like, it's going to be the most amazing. It, think of, like, Moulin Rouge on steroids. Like, it's serious. It's a musical uh, directed by Baz Luhrmann, and it's going to be so great. So, again, I am one of 300 extras, so whether you can actually see me or not, I have no idea, but I don't care. It was Elvis, and the guy who played Elvis was 
such a cutie and I felt so bad. <laughs> it was probably it was just a, a year older than my oldest boy and then I'm and they're like, Now you have to pretend to yell and scream for Elvis and I'm like, Are you serious? Like, dude, I am in the right place. He is gorgeous and I'm like scream oh my God. Um and again that was fun. So I did that over a couple of weeks and that was great. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one that I've done so far is the new um, Melissa McCarthy Netflix series where I play a nurse. And that was amazing because that was my first featured extra role. So I'll definitely be on the screen for that again for under 30 seconds. But I got to play a nurse and I got to wear nurse's scrubs. And yeah, again, it was only a day shoot and I'll be on screen for 30 seconds, but I can't wait for that one because it was just so much fun. Um, In saying that, I did audition for one role where I had to be a – um, goblin and I went and I um I would make a perfect set. goblin oh, I love goblins <laughs> I was like dude I can do goblins so I went there and I got through the first round of auditions got through the second round of auditions and then got cut oh, so I didn't I didn't make it not into gobliny that enough no apparently my physicality couldn't keep up with the other goblins and I'm oh. like I'm 45 years old dude what do you want me to do um but it was it, I don't think it was that I think it was they had a very specific type of goblin and these were like um not normal sized goblin they like these were big big scary goblins so yeah that's okay I was a bit disappointed in that and um yeah, had a had a little crush to the ego there that I got cut but it's all right I'm still still excited and Hopefully, with this new boost of money from Anna and the team at uh, Queensland Government, there will be some more opportunities for me to go and play on movie sets. And the great thing about it is um, the reason I did it in the first place is because it it was important for me to see how scripts were brought to life. So Mm. seeing how the, the script had to be written in a way that it would actually translate properly to a movie set and it has helped my script writing no end oh my gosh I can I've improved so much just from doing those couple of couple of jobs so it's it's actually been really really beneficial and it's just like dressing up and playing so I love it that sounds so much fun but what you need to do now is write the Michelle Worthington story and (laughs) cast yourself in the leading role Oh, don't worry. In in the live action, I do have a role for myself. That's okay. It's not a main role because I I don't think I can learn lines. My brain doesn't work. I don't ever want to be a, an actress. I'm just so happy. Like featured extra is my happy place. I just yeah. If I had one or two lines, I would be just oh my god, this is perfect. So yes, I do. I am very lucky. Um, Hopefully with the animated ones, maybe I can do part of the voiceover. But what you find a lot of the time with movies um, and TV series, just like when you're writing books, is that you will sell your script to them. And then basically, just like signing a contract, they will have full creative control over the script. And then it's up to them whether you come on board as a script writer or whether they get their own script writers to to change it and do whatever they want. So that was an interesting um, correlation between what I'm doing at the moment with traditional publishing and, and what happens with script writing. So, yeah, so, again, it's if you've got something that you're super, super invested in, like I am with this feature film that I've written, that will be something that I will hold on to until I'm 100% sure that I am emotionally ready mm-hmm. <laughs> to put that out there into the world. Although having some residuals coming in from that, 
would be nice as well. Yes, it would be so nice. But, yeah, watch this space. I think, you know, definitely it's something that I am invested in um, and I will definitely be doing more of that. Um, But, I mean, I've still got picture books coming out. I've still got... I've got my first chapter book coming out this year and my first historical fiction series coming out next year. So I'm still writing. So it's just one of those things last year when I actually got rid of a lot of the stuff that I was doing that didn't serve me, all this time opened up for me to actually start doing the things that I should be doing. And that was really freeing and really positive for me and um again using 2020 as an excuse to try new things and if it doesn't work then blame 2020 so we'll see i haven't um seen the chapter book yet but uh apparently it's off to the printers so i should be seeing that and i'm waiting to hear back from the publisher um, to do my first round of edits on the first book in the historical fiction series so it's, yeah, all happening. So COVID didn't really stop you. It really projectiled you into the stratosphere. Oh, absolutely. And, I, I mean, it, it did. It, it it squished me there for a while. Like, it, I really was drowning under the weight of everything that was happening. But it, it had, you know, I've been, for some reason, the universe has been sending me all of these signals lately about choice and how I used to feel like I didn't have a choice. Like when I was working at the bank, I used to feel like I don't have a choice. I have to work at the bank. I have to support my family. And um, when I kind of started doing the stuff that I loved, it almost felt like I didn't have a choice. I had to keep doing more of that because if I didn't, I was going to go nuts. Um, But you always have a choice. And sometimes those choices just aren't the choices that you want or they're hard choices to make, but you always have a choice. So I think what 2020 gave me was the opportunity to make new choices without feeling too guilty about the consequences of those choices because they were all hard choices anyway. Um, You mentioned earlier your accumulated knowledge that you've you've got um, from your writing journey. how are you sharing that with people this year? Well, I did made the decision probably in about 2019 to start doing online stuff, but I didn't really know what that looked like. Um, in 2020, obviously, when we couldn't meet up in real life, I started seriously thinking about, all right, I've got to do more online stuff. I've got to do online courses and really didn't know what that was going to look like. Uh, and I have got an amazing mentor in Tina Harris, who a lot of people know as Lala from Lala's Big Life Band, and it just so happened that um, part of her 2020 pivot was that she had started a course called Courage on Camera, which was helping people uh, take what they know and turn it into either online courses or for uh, people like her children's entertainers and and any entertainers who wanted to make video content Uh, because, you know, all of the signs are pointing to um, podcasts and video content being the two places that you really need to be in going forward. And um, so I did the course and uh, it took me about 12 weeks to do the course but by the end of that course I had two online courses 
done, like written, uh, filmed, uploaded. Uh, so Share Your Story, which was my old, I guess it was my old vessel for getting out of the bank and, and experimenting how I could help people with everything that's in my head that I've learned over the last, uh, gosh, 20 years now, kind of morphed into Authors Online. So authorsonline.com.au is my business going forward and it's amazing because we've got about a 50-50 split between uh, Aussie authors and international authors. So I didn't realise how amazing that would be like right from the get-go. I've got people from the US and the UK who are doing my courses and, you know, that's not something I could have ever done if I'd stayed doing local face-to-face courses. Uh, so it's actually been, again, one of those eye-opening moments where if you've got something that is going to help people all over the world, then you need to make sure that that content is accessible to people all over the world. Okay. And so the, it's got two parts, the current courses that you've got at the moment. You've got your picture book course and your social media course. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So it's really funny. The first one, the write a picture book course, was when I first started doing um, the Courage on Camera course and then the second one was kind of where I was at the end of the course and you can see a really big difference in like the the lighting and the camera angles and getting a bit more fancy as we go along and that was that was actually really fun um, to learn all that stuff and then the next course uh, that I'm in the middle of writing at the moment will be um, book promotion and marketing um, because I think that's another area where a lot of authors struggle. So I tried to think of what other areas that I could help people the most or what other things that most emails I get or the most people contacting me, the questions that they ask. The first one is always about picture books. The next one's about social media and the next one's about um, marketing and, and book promotion. So that one will be coming out in July. Awesome. And you've started promoting that um to your existing Share Your Story family and uh, transitioning them across. Um, But you've been lovely enough to come on uh, Totally Lit to be a podcast sponsor, which is very exciting. I'm so excited. Yes, so Authors Online, official sponsor of the podcast. Very exciting. It's exciting (laughs) for me as well, my first podcast sponsor. Um, And you've got a special offer for our listeners, haven't you, Michelle? Yes, absolutely. So um, as we grow uh, and especially to support all um, the Totally Lit podcast listeners, uh, we've got a special discount for anyone who's listening. So if you'd like to do any of the courses that are existing or coming up, if you use the code LIT20, L-I-T-20, you'll get uh, 20% off. The, the price of the courses and the uh, writer picture book course there's an option for having a manuscript assessment and a one-on-one mentor session with me and with the social media one it actually comes with included a free social media health check where I google you and um, I have a look at all your social media and uh, show you where you can improve. I have to admit yesterday I was watching um a TV show that some of you may know that is called uh, Catfish. And they were talking about um, a guy on there was going, oh, on my TikTok account and on my other account. And I'm like, 
I don't know how to use those. <laughs> oh, Snapchat. I can't use Snapchat. I'm, I'm a, one of those middle-aged Facebook users. So I definitely need your course for some help. <laughs> It's actually really fun. Like social media is something that I've always been super interested in. I guess I could see the benefit in it pretty early on in the career, in my career. And it's one of those things and it's just like, you know, the industry that we're in. But um, the more that you're in that space and the longer that you're on a particular platform, the easier it gets and um just like having a website, the longer your website's there, the more likely it is going to be able to be found um, on Google. But um, it's actually really fun when I dabble in the newer social media platforms. So I am on TikTok and I've actually um, had some videos go viral, oh, which exciting. means absolutely nothing. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, but there's been authors who've had amazing success on TikTok, like serious sold-out success um, because for some reason or other the algorithms picked it up and people have liked it and it's gone nuts. So, it, it, again, it's video content. You, you should be creating video content and having it across lots of different socials just like you should be um, doing things like podcasts and, mm. and that as well. And you've had lots of traction supporting authors to get from the beginning of their manuscript through to publication as well. So um, for those people that are, are wanting that support, jumping onto Authors Online is the way to go. Absolutely. So uh, depending at what stage you are um, in your career, you can always contact me. But for uh, the Authors Online, I really am promoting now that people um, do the write a picture book course first because I think you don't know what you don't know and it, I don't want to be doing mentoring with people when really there's a really standardized way that they can get up to speed before we start getting into the nitty-gritty and that was one of the things that I found with share your story is that there's there's content that we can share as a group, but then we really need to nut down into each person's individual journey because there's no one pathway to getting published and it depends on the book and it depends on the person, but there are general information that you need to know so that you can make informed decisions. And that's why I've done the course and then after the course is the opportunity to um, do the mentoring as well. And you also have a Facebook page for people to... Um collaborate with each other and share their successes absolutely so we've got the authors online facebook group which is for people who are in the um, authors online social media group and that will be extending to the write a picture book group too once i have undivided attention for my social media people first and we've also got the um, children's content creators page on facebook as well which i think's got a ridiculous amount of people in that now um, and that's where we post a lot of opportunities for people in the kidlet space and other organizations now are also posting uh, their opportunities um, in that group so that is the children's content creators group as well great so there's um, nobody will be alone even though it's an online course there'll be lots absolutely of... they get me 
as part of the course. So I don't know if that's a good thing. Well, that's worth the money straight away, isn't it? I come come with the course. (laughs) Look out, you have Michelle forever. Well, yeah. maybe I shouldn't commit to that. You know what that. that's like. You know what that's like. I do know you, that. Once upon a time, you said to me, oh, I might like to write a picture book. And I went, oh, that was silly. You told me that. <laughs> now Look I'm not going to let you now, get it. Now I'm committed. Yeah, you're in. Got to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your experience through COVID. Um, and I'm super excited to see what you will do next because I don't think I could spin a top and figure out what it'll be next. (laughs) Hey, I don't know what's going to be next either. So when I figure it out, I'll let you know. (laughs) Full of surprises. That's very exciting. (laughs) We're the women who wing it, aren't we? Yes, that's so true. I always love chatting with Michelle because I'm always literally blown away by what she gets up to. Um, Makes me um, feel like... um, I need to get working. So um, thanks, Michelle, for inspiring me all the time. It's um, just super amazing. And since I've been away for a little while from podcasting and we've got ourselves back on board and ready to go, I wanted to reach out to you all and see what you guys are doing. So if you've had any accomplishments or got something published or something awesome has been happening in your world, just reach out to me and send it through to totallylitpodcast at gmail.com and I'll do a shout out on the show um, so we can celebrate your achievements because that's what we're all all doing is creating and yeah it's super awesome when something happens that that you want to share with the world yeah so send it through and i'll give you a shout out on the show um and until next time don't forget to read write create and ignite